Welcome to the We Don't Claim to Be Experts podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Katie. I'm Emily. We're three siblings that are using today's technology to relive our 90s nostalgia together. Join us, won't you? I'm sorry, sorry for my voice. I'm on the mend, but it's a little off still, so I apologize. We shouldn't have gone to Disneyland. No. <laughs> Ours was from a, a school party where we learned about weather. Don't go, to Disney, don't go to Disneyland and don't go to school. So, Emily, are you in control this week? Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> so, I wanted to talk about um, a couple movies that we watched a lot in the 90s. Mostly because they were, like, two of the movies that our grandparents had out of their, like, 15 or 20 movies. <laughs> and I just think they're really good movies. Um it, it, it's amazing the movies that we like weren't normal kids' movies. <laughs> I know. We did like Disney movies, so but we, we really love these ones. And it's like, it's funny because they weren't really like super inappropriate for kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just like classic mm-hmm. funny movies. I don't know. So, I was looking at some of the lines, though, and it, I mean, I think I just didn't understand a lot of the adult humor. Yeah. Um, cause it was just yeah. like, it was just so far out there. So the first one I want to talk about, let's talk about, uh, what about Bob first? <laughs> Such um, a good movie. let's see. So I think I asked you guys for your favorite character and then your favorite like part or line. Nick, do you want to go first? Um, I really like the sun. Um, I can't remember what the, the character's name is. Siggy. Um, I think he had some excellent quotes. I, I like when uh, he's trying to teach him how to swim. And he's like, if you push me in, I'll prosecute. <laughs> <laughs> Bob obviously had great lines, whatever. But yeah, Siggy, uh, I like that character, too, or that uh, that actor. Um, he's also in Hook. But he's my favorite. Oh, I really yeah. like Siggy. I forgot he's in Hook. So yeah, that's your favorite character, and then mm-hmm. Kate, Katie would Mine's choose. The same. And then my line, my favorite line is that same scene, and Siggy says, um, "I mean, my dad just dropped me in the water. He let me go with no warning. I mean, I nearly drowned. My whole life passed before my eyes." And Bob <laughs> says, "You're lucky you're only 12. <laughs> and then Siggy says, "It was still grim." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a good little. Uh, I don't know what you kind of call the, call that character, but it's some excellent little bits. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when they're like yelling at each other, they're like <laughs> going to bed, and they just start yelling like medical con- threats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> different things. I was trying to think if I wrote it down. I wrote it down last week, but then we postponed my the recording, so that's why I got to think about it. Um, I really like Faye. Um, I, yeah. I, I like that she, like, it's just, it's, the movie is so funny because it's like, here you have a psychiatrist and nobody in his life can see that this other guy is being treated for like, you know, different conditions. And they all just kind of think that the psychiatrist is overreacting. And, <laughs> and I just, she's just such a sweet character and it's just like, 
oh, you know, she just is so like naive and stuff. And I just like I think she's a cute. Uh, she's Her- a, a cute alternate to what's the doctor's name? I can't think of his name. Leo. Leo. Yes. Leo Marvin. Leo Marvin. That contrast. Quite the contrast. Yeah. Like she's a good balance. It's just funny. <laughs> that actress has the sweetest voice. Yeah. And did she you- reminds me so much of Chandler. <laughs> and did you know that? Um, so Catherine Herb, is that how you say her name? Herby, Herby, Herb. When she was in the movie, um, or she was the daughter, and she was, they were only 10 years age difference. I thought she looked pretty old. <laughs> so she <laughs> Too was, old for to be a daughter. She was 20, she was 26. Wow. So that was kind of crazy. I can't believe the mom was only 36. Yeah. Isn't it weird? How old was the dad? I don't know. Jeez. Isn't it we- isn't it weird that I mean Richard Dreyfus was old when he did Jaws. Um Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> it's it <clears throat> and it's weird too because it's like when you see movies that are from like a long time ago, they're like people are aged different in your mind. Does that make <laughs> like does that make sense? Like Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the the quality cuz it's like we were watching these on VHS tapes on like awful TVs and so you, you couldn't really tell either. <laughs> people looked like yeah i love the daughter i can't remember her name um anna and that's right that actress very much missed out on a career of just voice acting as a cartoon (laughs) she could have done some good cartoon voices maybe she did i don't know i should probably look into that before i talk about it (laughs) i really like uh i really like hers and bob's relationship i think yeah when she Sweet. when she takes him on the boat, <laughs> I'm sailing. That, uh, I, that car ride I going to it has down. my favorite quote. <laughs> well, if your friend is a good sailor and and his craft is seaworthy, <laughs> <laughs> he's like t- that's how he talks himself into it. Well, if he's a good sailor and his craft seaworthy, <laughs> and then he's all tied up with the life jacket. I'm like, sailing. I'm sailing. <laughs> oh. Another oh, yeah, and, that, and that's Siggy. when he drops oh. his son. That's when yeah. he drops Siggy. That's funny. Yeah. Another good Siggy line is um, Leo asks him, why are you wearing black? And he's like, I'm mourning for my lost childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite lines um, is when he's talking to Dr. Marvin. He's like meeting him for the first time and he like lists like a, a bunch of things. He lists a bunch of things that he has like wrong with him. And then he's like, the simplest way to put it, I have problems. <laughs> and he just like, <laughs> after he just like listed like a whole book of things that he's got wrong with him. I love when he's in the um, hospital Yeah, on the yeah. island and he's like, roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> I'm a schizophrenic and so am I. Yes. He's, he's sitting there telling jokes to the staff and he's like buddies with them. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good movie, man! And it's, I don't know if I shown it to Chandler. I feel like I need to. Yeah, if she hasn't seen it, that's a good one. I don't know. And like, and then he's sitting there and he's walking through. And I read that they filmed it in New York, so he's walking through New York and he's like, "I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful." <laughs> and and this guy's yelling at him like, rah, 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 and he's like, "I feel good. I feel great. I feel wonderful." <laughs> I like, uh, I think Bill Murray, his character is so sweet. I think Bill, like him, him as an actor, I don't know if he's as, uh, like, 
as sweet as he is in real life. I think I, I've read that he's can can be a little stern or a little intense <laughs> on set, but he's so sweet in this movie. Like his his interaction with just his fish. Yeah. <laughs> Before right. then, I said good morning, Gil. Good morning, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, and then okay, and then there's the scene where um, it, the, he's like Doctor Marvin's trying to wake him up, and he's like slamming on him on the bed, and then he's like he won't wake up, and then all of a sudden the alarm goes off, and he's like, then hmm, he just like wakes up. <laughs> it's so funny. I wish I could sleep like that. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Marvin tries to blow him up, and. <laughs> Which is just like that movie is so full of irony and stuff. But um, so he tries to blow him up. He ends up blowing up his house. Spoiler alert! If anyone hasn't seen that yet, <laughs> but where'd you leave the the dynamite, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> One tablespoon of this can blow up a tree stump. And how much is and how much is this? I don't even know if it's a tablespoon, but um. But yeah, so then he writes a book about death therapy or something. And then at the end of the movie, it says Leo's suing him for the rights to death therapy. <laughs> like he, <laughs> it was his idea, even though he really tried to kill him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got any more favorite parts or quotes that we haven't talked about yet? I just love at the ending when they, Bob and Leo's sister announced they're getting married. And it just, it sends him. It's just that perfect, oh. like, cusp you know where he's just like fired <laughs> up about it oh it's so good and i like and i never okay so when i was like look looking up stuff for the talk to talk about this i never really thought about it like the whole baby steps thing like i totally mm-hmm. use that in my life like to get through things like <laughs> where like i was even like trying to teach finn like i've tried to teach my little girl that where she gets really like anxious about upcoming things. And I'm like, okay, but we don't need to worry about that. Let's worry about what's the next thing we have to do. We have to get our shoes on. And then what do we have mm-hmm. to do? We have to go potty or we've got to get our coat on. It's just, it's funny. Cause I was like, you know, I wonder if some, some little part of me caught that from what about Bob watching it so <laughs> many times when we were younger. I, uh, one thing, I mean, you might mention this at me, but one thing is just surprising about what about Bob is, you know, I don't. I don't even know what he suffers from. Do you know what he medically has or anything, or is it just anxiety, ADHD, something, whatever? Um, but he, you know, it's it started becoming a normal thing, and pe- people before then they thought that he was just, you know, people like him were just crazy or you know irritable or something. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this kind of this kind of makes it and normalizes it a little bit and realizes, oh, you know, people have ticks and you know they have different ways to get through it and they need help. They need they can talk to someone. You know, there's not a lot of movies before that where it's like, oh, they can they can seek help and they can get help and you know <laughs> they're not just nuts. Where it's like this psychiatrist doesn't. I'm trying to think. I it's been a while since I've seen the whole movie, but isn't it? dr marvin that admits him to the psych ward psych ward thing yeah and so it's like back in the day they used to admit people for acting out or things that you know we now know are like normal parts of development you know yeah or Mm -hmm. even hysteria with pmsing or whatever in that same scene though that you're talking about when they're at the mental hospital and then 
Leo comes back to get Bob. And the doctor's like, do you need to spend some time here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he yells, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Take a vacation from your problems. Like, <laughs> and I mean, really, that's great insight. Like, when you go on vacation, check out. Like, check out of everything. Leave everything else at home. All those problems that whatever you're worrying about, they're going to be there when you get back. Just <laughs> enjoy your vacation. Now that we've talked about it a little bit, though, can we just, like, back in time to tiny kid us sitting at Grandma and Grandpa Jarvis's watching this movie about, like... I wouldn't say heavy topics, but like pretty serious topics. And we're just enjoying this movie. Like <laughs> from a young age, I bet before they even moved from Laurelhurst, we'd already seen it like three or four times. I think uh, I think something that might have helped was being able to see uh, different ticks or, you know, the, Bob's personality or the doctor's personality. We, we were able to see that and maybe people we knew. Like, mm -hmm. you know, Grandpa, who loved the movie, you know, he kind of had mm -hmm. ticks of Bob kind of thing. And, and, yeah. he, and so, like, he fully recognized it, too, you know? Exactly. And so maybe that helped. Maybe that's why we really mm -hmm. kind of just got it. We're like, oh, this guy's just kind of like Grandpa <laughs> or something, yeah. you know? So I did look up um, the things he was suffering from. This is from the AAPP perspective. So it says, as Bob describes it, he has obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder with agoraphobia, hypochondria, multiple phobias, as well as very dependent personality. This dependent personality, anxiety, and multiple fears cause Bob to go above and beyond, i.e. faking emergencies, lying about his suicide, to seek help from his psychiatrist, Dr. Marvin. Hmm. So that's kind of, uh, I mean, not as bad, but there's like some, some of that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like have little <laughs> bits <laughs> of that. I've dabbled yeah. in leaving dynamite at my psychiatrist's summer home. <laughs> well cast movie, by the way. I thought so Richard Dreyfus was perfect as a, well, a psychiatrist. <laughs> And did you look up like who they wanted to play? Like there were different. I saw yeah. that who they wanted to play Leo Marvin. Yeah, like they, they wanted Patrick Stewart from Star Trek and uh, X Men. Yeah, and <laughs> that like would have been nearly as funny. And Robin Williams yeah. was a a potential for he could have been good. For Bob? I think for Bob, but I can't remember for The sense of humor between the two of them is so drastic that it would have completely changed the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess I guess that Richard Dreyfus and um Bill Murray, they really didn't like each other. Like they disagreed a lot. <laughs> and it kind of like it, it probably helped with the characters. It, yeah, and that's what one thing I read said and it's kinda of interesting. Hmm. But, like, even personalities, like, we were talking earlier about the stark differences between Leo and his wife and the personalities of the kids that came from those two personalities. Like, the way they directed those kids to play the personalities or even just cast them is perfect. Oh. It's, it's just what would have happened. It's just so good. Yeah. I had no clue that Frank Oz directed it. Yeah, kind of interesting. <laughs> it was, did you see who they wanted to direct it? Um, uh, -uh. 
Let's see. Woody Allen was a potential. Jeez. I've been very different. Yeah. And it said something about how he usually just did movies that he, like, wrote and starred in and whatever. And so it didn't, like, fit his quota, I guess. I don't know. Huh. Um, okay, so I got some facts about what about Bob. Um, so we've got the two kids. So we've got Sigmund and Anna. And so there's Sigmund Freud, which that one's kind of an obvious one where he got his name. And then Sigmund Freud's daughter was named Anna. And she was a, wow. she was a child psychologist, which I didn't know. Wow. So that's kind of inter- wow. kind of interesting. Who is Sigmund and Freud? I've heard the names, but I cannot think of who it is. Sigmund Freud is like oh. the father of psychiatry. Hello there. Do you follow us on Instagram? Our page is called We Don't Claim to Be Experts. All one word on Instagram. We try to post updates, ask questions for upcoming episodes, and we post funny reels that have highlights from our most recent episodes. They also feature photos of us when we were kids. Don't forget to like our posts so we show up on your feed. Thanks and happy listening. Oh, yeah. And I've heard that name and I thought, I guess I, you know, like I said it, I thought it was two people. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like the lion guys from Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Siegfried and Jensen. Sie- What's their names? <laughs> Siegfried and Jensen. It's a law firm. What's the lion guys from Vegas? Um, the guy that oh, got, eat- the guy got ate by the tiger. I can, I can Google it. Oh, no. We can Google anything, but can you think of it? <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Which sounds like Freud. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the psychiatrist Siegfried was in the news recently. I can't remember why, because oh, it was something that, like, a discovery he made. I'm using air quotes, by the way. That is completely contradicted in, like, every study now. Huh. But I can't remember what it was about. It was something very interesting a couple months ago. So, and just to correct myself, so I said Sigmund Freud was the father of psychiatry, but it says father of psychoanalysis. What's the uh, difference? I don't know. You want me to Google more stuff? Yeah. Jeez. We really need to dive into what about Bob here. <laughs> what was Break about it down. Bob? What was Bob about? <laughs> but what about it? About Bob. My next fact, um, the vacation house, which I think, don't they say it was in New Hampshire? It wasn't like, he's like, oh, New Hampshire, when he <laughs> finds out where he's at or whatever, is actually in Virginia. Oh. Which was interesting. Oh, that house was beautiful. Wasn't it built for the movie, though? <laughs> I don't know. No clue. I'm pretty sure it was. How would you even know that? Uh, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's this, something this that's in my like brain. The, the Disneyland, they brought in the I'm gonna mansion. <laughs> I'm going to find out, people. You didn't know, but this podcast was going to teach you about architecture and <laughs> origins. <laughs> um, but it was Smith Mountain Lake is the, the lake. It's an actual house? It is. 
Smith Mountain Lake. Monetta, Virginia. Wow, it is an actual house. It was actually filmed at a house in Monetta, Virginia. Is it the house from Haunted Mansion? Probably. <laughs> I heard they took that to Disneyland, though. Oh yeah, so they had to build a new. They had to build a new one for the new movie. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, they just filmed it at Disneyland. The real oh. Virginia. Oh my. Okay. Into some conspiracies over here. My <laughs> third fact: um, the asylum is actually Elks National Home, which is an assisted living home in Virginia. And every year they do like a huge Christmas light display. And it brings in a hundred thousand visitors or more every year. That's cool. Hmm. Now you know. Should we go? I love that town. Let's go. Let's go for Christmas one year. Perfect. Sure. We will be bringing you the podcast live from Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that's our next episode. <laughs> okay, so the next one. <laughs> Just jumping to December. We have this giant gap. <laughs> Episode six now in <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, so next movie we're gonna talk about is Tommy Boy. Do you guys realize how much we quote that movie or did quote that movie as kids? I didn't. <laughs> like until I was like looking up stuff for this and I was like, that's where that came from. <laughs> like right? I See? And I, I say things and I like uh let's see. I I don't even know who I did it to, but the one I'd constantly quote was, brothers don't shake hands, brothers gotta hug. <laughs> I always thought that was maybe like Drake and Josh or something, but <laughs> nope, it's Tommy Boy. <laughs> Housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> also a very dirty scene. I can't remember what the line is that yeah. he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, Luke, I am your father. Oh, into the, the fan. Into the yeah. fan. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a good movie. There's so many, like, just funny little parts. I'm curious what you guys say your favorite scene from that movie is. I, I Mine it gets me every time. It's when, I don't even know, I haven't seen it in a second. It might be at the very beginning. I think it's at the very beginning. Um, when he's a kid and he runs out of the treehouse and he's running towards the house and he just hits the glass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First time I saw it, it killed me, and now every time I just think of that, and it just it's classic. It, it's the stupidest part, and it's not even Chris Farley, but <laughs> it, com- it catches me off guard every time. I forgot about that part. That's funny. Okay, Katie, what's yours? Um, when he's in the boat with Michelle, and he's yelling at all the the three kids because they're making fun of him because he's fat, and she's just like sitting there, like watching this happen. And he's embarrassed by it, you can tell. And then the kids keep going. And so she just, like, gets up and is like, listen up, you little spazoids. And then just, like, rings into him. I just love that part. Because it's, like, when you feel that way in your own skin and somebody comes to your defense, even though you've made a big deal out of something, the validation is just huge. So I've always loved that scene. That's a good one. What about you, Em? Okay, mine's... Okay, so mine kind of encapsulates a few different things. So you've got, like, the whole movie, and it's leading up to this point where they're driving in the car, and there's no door on the driver's side. (laughs) 
and the the roof convertible roof is missing because of the deer (laughs) and they're driving down the road and they're like listening to the radio and they can't agree on music and then all of a sudden it changes to the carpenters and they're both like you can change it if you want no i'm okay you can change it i'm good with it if you're okay with it and they're like acting like tough guys like and then all and then the next it cuts to them going (laughs) and they're just they're singing along with it and and then all of a sudden the hood flies up on the car and then they can't can't see where they're going and Um, and i was thinking about it i watched it again right before this um that scene and and there's like cars driving towards them and i was thinking about how scary that would be to film that where you've got these cars and it's like a choreographed thing but these cars they're like going in front of them like i mean i don't know what the movie magic is behind it but i was like that would probably be hard to like make sure that nothing bad really did happen (laughs) that car gets destroyed in that movie (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love that they like piece it together, though. And it's funny just because the whole thing's about car parts. The whole <laughs> yes. trying to sell car parts, brake pads. Well, okay. And then, yeah. and I was thinking about that because when I was like, you know, looking up stuff for this, I was thinking about the moment where they hit the deer, and the br- yeah. and the brakes don't stop them. <laughs> and that's his whole thing when he's like talking in that guy's office and he like yeah. light, lights the car on fire and he's like you know you're driving and your kids are yelling in the back rah, 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 and he, oh, we go off a cliff ah, the car's on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i didn't even think of that and i like i didn't even catch that until now and i was like oh my gosh the brakes didn't stop him that's what the deer the whole deer thing <laughs> it's just <laughs> so funny oh I was watching an interview with David Spade and he was saying that when they were filming that movie was when they were both on Saturday night live. And so they would do Saturday night live. Then Monday and Tuesday, they'd fly to Toronto and film Tommy boy. Then they'd fly back for the rehearsal for Saturday night live and fly back to Toronto for two days and then fly back for Saturday night live. That would be exhausting. So for a couple of months, they had no days off. Jeez, hmm. it's crazy. That seems like a fun movie to shoot, though. Like it probably doesn't. I mean, I I don't know. But <laughs> it doesn't seem like much. Like it seems like they had more fun. Like I I don't know if it was much work for them, other than probably just pure exhaustion. Yeah. In that same interview, um, David Spade said that Lauren Michaels approached them for the movie and said, "We have to do a movie with the two of you. Start thinking of stuff." And Mm -hmm. so the majority of the movie was the two of them the night before being like, okay, these are the scenes we're filming. What jokes do you want to (laughs) make? And so it was a lot of it was improv the day of. Huh. But the whole movie was written around the interaction between the two of them. Like that (laughs) Lauren Michaels saw outside of like them auditioning for the movie. Like the movie was written for them. Huh. Man. I could see that. They they have a pretty good... On screen chemistry. Mm-hmm. I love, I love when. Okay, this goes back to the car door, but they're sitting there, and um, David Spade's in the gas station, and he's talking to the attendant about where on the map you know they need to, they need to <laughs> yeah. go, and behind him is just 
Tommy, like, beating up this car. He, like, bends the door back, and he's sitting there, like, smashing it. And then he gets back in the car, and he's like, now they were out of gas or whatever. And then he goes to open the door, and the door falls off. And he's like, what'd you do? And it's just like, they're just so funny. (laughs) It's oil. We're a quart low. Awesome. You fill it up while I go in and figure out where this place is so that we can go not make a sale or something like that. I, I wrote down the quote, look, Magellan. But I can't remember what part that was. What was that? Do you remember? <laughs> Who's Mag- Magellan's like a... I think is that when like, he tells him to buy a new map? No. Yeah. I th- but I don't... I think th- it is. But I don't think that... I think he's talking to Tommy. I think it's a different part. Look, Magellan, Tommy boy. The keyboard is satisfying the noises it makes. <laughs> oh, they're like fighting. It's right before... The deer part. In the, in the mm-hmm. car? Yeah. Do you guys have... Uh, have we talked about favorite quotes? Like what our favorite quotes are from the... No. This must be my favorite quote because I put in quotes. But I couldn't remember what part it was from. Oh, the Magellan thing? The Magellan. I just love how David Spade said it. How he gets hit or something. It might be from Rob Lowe's character. But he has that big... Th- bruise on his face he's like and my face really hurts not so much here <laughs> or here but right here <laughs> <laughs> no nothing there um probably my most quoted line is fat guy in a little coat i was gonna say that too like that was my <laughs> my quote i see the most and i cheered and it's like i don't think ryan's ever seen it so he doesn't know why i say that fat ben doesn't like guy. it David Spade was saying that Chris Farley would forget like little quips he would make like when they were interacting with each other just being friends or whatever and so he would have to keep it like a log in his brain of facial expressions that Chris Farley would make or like lines that he would say and just be like that's going in the movie that's going in the movie. That's going in the movie. <laughs> and one of them was fat guy in a little coat. Wow. That w- that was an organic thing from Chris Farley outside of the movie. <laughs> and, he ru- and he ruined. <laughs> okay, so there. So Tommy's trying to read a map. And um, he- he's like, I don't see any McKeesport. And Richard says, <laughs> it's the next town. Tons of fun. It's got to be there. Okay, where's Moron? Okay, Moron's here, so McKeesport, and then he, like, points to the map, and then Richard says, yeah, look, Magellan, we're at this wrinkle here, and then Tommy says, dear, and then they hit it. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I, I, I couldn't think of it, but, and you have, quote, you wanna... facts from this movie? I got some facts, lady. Ready for these? Mm-hmm. The uh the the biggest facts that I have. Did you know that Rob Lowe actually auditioned for uh the part uh played by uh oh gosh what's his name? Not you, Tommy Boy. Not, not the guy that played David Tommy Spade? Boy. Are you talking David about Spade. Richard. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, he auditioned for Richard. Rob Lowe did. Can you uh, picture that? I could, but I think David Spade definitely is better. Is a better choice, right? Have you watched Parts and Rec? 
don't think Rob Lowe could have done that based off of his role in Parks and Rec. <laughs> Even in that movie, I mean, I'm just like, he's just so cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could see it. He plays a really good bad guy, though. So, yeah. See, I'm picturing... I don't like his relationship with, with his mom. In no. That movie. <laughs> see, I'm picturing um, Rob Lowe's character in Wayne's World. And how and like and oh, how yeah. and now it's kind it's of kind of like the same. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a similar vibe that they both put out. <laughs> uh, another fun fact: uh, David Spade, that was his natural hair style. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> you will change nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what that's what he says. He he refused to have the stylist work on his hair. He just showed up and he's like, "This is my hair. Don't do a thing." Uh, very good hair in the movie. Very <laughs> 90s. Uh, Farley's two brothers show up in the movie. Do you know... Let's see. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. Have you ever seen Chris Farley's brothers? Mm-mm. I'm trying to think. One of them is in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Let's see. I'm going to hold up. This will be really good for the audio listeners. Um, Chris Farley brother. His name is... John Farley. Yeah, he's in like he's in lots of Adam Sandler movies. Oh yeah. Doesn't he play a villain? He might. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't he uh, have a googly eye in one of I can't remember. <laughs> um my last f- f- uh trivia fact, whatever about this, is Roger Ebert. Um who is a, a renowned film critic gave this movie a scathing, awful review. He says it, no one is funny in Tommy boy. There are no memorable lines. None of the characters are interesting except for the enigmatic figure played by Rob Lowe. who <laughs> seems to have wandered over from Hamlet. <laughs> You're not funny uh, Ebert, <laughs> <laughs> but but he's got good taste, you know. He has he's an excellent excellent reviewer. But he just hated this movie for whatever reason. I mean, I get it. It's not like it's no. Uh, let's see what else came out around that time. I'm trying to think of the movie that, from Seinfeld that they see Schindler's List. It's no Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I don't know. I don't know how that could get such an awful review. He rated it one yeah. star. Okay, wow. um, Bal- Balto came out the same year. It's oh. no Balto. <laughs> Pocahontas. That is definitely going to be my gauge. No Balto. Pocahontas. Like, where, where is it to- between Tommy and Balto? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what Balto is. What's it? It's a dog movie. It's an animated movie about dogs. Balto too. But like, oh. it's the sled dogs. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, and then Pocahontas, um, goofy movie, Jumanji. So good. Wow. Uh, babe, it takes two. Clueless, Ace Ventura when nature calls. Wow. So there you go. I like the sec- I like when nature calls. That you that must was always be my the Monopoly one. guy. <laughs> that was always my favorite Sorry. one. Stop it, when nature. Emily, did you like when nature calls? I have only seen it one time, and it was probably in the 90s when I was younger. Oh, that rhino scene when he has to break out of the rhino. And see, that made me uncomfortable. But I was like, I was like, like I was probably five. So 
That's some of the best comedy that makes you uncomfortable. It's classic comedy. (laughs) Hi, Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys doing up there? Okay. What are they watching? Kids YouTube. (laughs) Do you ever think your kids would be watching YouTube? No. You know what I realized the other day? Oh, buckle up, because this... Okay. Best put seatbelts on your ears, everyone. They're about to go for <laughs> a ride. Are, are you... We, we've outlived the iPod. Oh, really? iPod's dead? <laughs> it's called an iPhone now. Yeah, like, I got one. But, like... <laughs> For over a decade, it was like, oh, so-and-so got the new iPod. You got the new iPod. You got that for Christmas? And now it's like, they're not a thing. <laughs> Anyways, Ben and I were talking about that the other day, and that hurt my brain because we were that, talking about music. That and, is not where how... I thought we were going. <laughs> it's kind of like in the other episode where Katie was like, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> and I was like... What is she going to say? <laughs> Do I want to hear this? And then you're like, I wasn't supposed to take my CD to school. And I did. Oh, yeah. Or I, was, I, was, <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be in the talent show. And I was. <laughs> I was like, okay. I don't know, I don't okay, know we're, I should say this. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass mom because I did oh. it. <laughs> That's why I didn't know if I should say it. <laughs> I don't think mom knew I ended up doing it. (laughs) It is now time to play Trivia by Nick. Nick's Trivia, where people answer questions that Nick has asked. Um, All right, you guys ready for Trivia? (coughs) Yes. Okay, what are your noises? What? Bob. Gil. Bob? Bob and Bill. Gil. Bob and Gil. (laughs) Bob and Gil. Okay. Good morning, Gil. That's what you should say. You have to say, "Good morning." Katie has to say, "What about Bob?" And Emily has to say, "Good morning, Gil." All right. <laughs> okay. All right. The the both of those noises are not related to the trivia that we got going on today. Today's trivia is ba 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 in sync trivia. Oh no. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Okay. So. We'll do uh, we'll do as many questions as you want. Emily is probably going to win again. <laughs> she always does. <laughs> I've got the I've Wikipedia pulled up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. First question for InSync trivia: Who was the first member of InSync? Mm. Lance. Oh, what about Bob? your noise, Katie? What is your answer? Lance. <laughs> that is not correct. Um. Good morning, Gil. <laughs> Look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Nope. Okay, my next guess. Hold on. Oh, wait. Katie can still. Never mind. Katie can still. I have no still. idea. Okay, right, ba- back to me. JC. Nope. <laughs> okay, who's left? The answer is Chris. <laughs> After Nailed it. And get, and get this. After he missed out on the cut for the Backstreet Boys... Chris met with Lou Pearlman, the creator of Backstreet Boys, about creating another group. Oh, interesting. There's your first member. Now you know. All right, next question. Uh, it scores zero to zero or nil. To, what is it? 
I can't think of what what they call it for sports. <laughs> Anywho, um, which two NSYNC members were were on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Oh, I only know one of them. Oh, what about Bob? Katie. Justin Timberlake and JC. Correct. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Justin and JC. Lou Pearlman first discovered Justin Timberlake from the show, and Timberlake then suggested his friend, JC Chazez. 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 We don't claim Chazay. to be experts. <laughs> it's that's like the that's like the yeah, we we don't the, claim to be experts. I that's like, like that. the tennis player that I said uh, for the oh yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Um, uh, Agassi. 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 <laughs> All right. Next question. This is our third question. Katie is in the lead, one to zero. Who was the last member to join in sync? What about Bob? Katie. Joey Fatone. No, incorrect. Emily Chance to steal. Lance Bass. I don't know. Lance Bass is correct. Ooh. Dang it. I was going to say that. The group name NSYNC came from the last letters of the original members' names. Justin, Chris, Joey, J- Jason, and JC. Um, Jason? Jason. Jason Galasso dropped out of the group and was replaced by Lance Bass. Oh, somebody Ooh. told me that his name was really Lanson. Lanson? <laughs> I'm serious. When I was really? younger, yeah, they, they said his, la- Let's Google his it. real name was Lanson. Okay, I'll Google it. Uh, uh, elementary school yeah, rumors. Tall tales. <laughs> Did you know his real name is Lanson? <laughs> <laughs> that changes everything about my love for NSYNC. His first name is James. Oh, yeah. But it's not James Lan- Lance Bass. Yeah, it's not Lanson. Lance, James That's Lanson funny. Bass. But yeah, I definitely heard that in elementary school. That's funny. All right, what's the score? One to one. Mm-hmm. Okay, question four. We're what state one was to the group? one with question four. <laughs> yeah, you got the first three questions. Nobody got the first one right. <laughs> All right, which state was the group formed in? Ooh, mm, what about Bob? Katie. It was a Midwest state. Nope. <laughs> then I'm wrong. <laughs> California. I give up. <laughs> Incorrect. It's not California on Emily's still. Katie Florida? can have it back. Florida is the correct answer. Ooh. Go team. Katie is in the lead two to one. We have Florida <laughs> to right. thank for NSYNC. All right. Question one. If Emily ties this one, we will have a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Next question. Y'all ready for this? Boop, boop. What is the name of the first album? Uh, what about Bob? Katie. It's self-titled, NSYNC. NSYNC, correct. Katie wins. Hey, go Katie. My first time. I'll mail you the trophy. Feels great. Thank you. Uh, here, here's the tiebreaker. I'd like what, to thank my dog. What was the name of the group's first <laughs> single? This tiebreaker, if we needed it, but Katie won. I don't remember. I'm I not. Don't remember I'm, is incorrect. I'm not on my A game today. <laughs> oh. Emily had this CD, but I can't remember. No, I can't. I want you back. Oh, duh. Uh. <laughs> Sweet. All right, there's there's trivia. Go and see. Wow, what a great game of Nick's trivia. Where people were asked questions and Nick uh, waited for their answers. 
Oh, and I do want to say, we were talking about what about Bob, and I do want to say that I don't take, like, mental health lightly. Just for the record, like, I do therapy. Katie, I think you do therapy. I don't know if you care if I say that on here, but it's like... This is my therapy. But it's like, you know, everybody's got their own things they've got to work through, and even Mm -hmm. though we... We've joked about it and stuff. I don't want to make it sound like we're ins- like not being sensitive. But I don't think that movie really. I don't think that movie really makes fun of it, right? I mean, obviously, it shows him and shows the quirks and everything, and shows him as a human is. But I, I, I'm not positive that movie. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and it's like if anything, it creates the dialogue. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we talked about with like, I mean, you know, we know people in our lives that have mental health you know, different things that ail them. Is that what you say? Is, can I say me? that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you guys know me. I'm autistic and I have ADHD. Like, it's just we see ourselves or people we know in the characters of the show. Yeah. And it gives us a little bit of insight, albeit a comedic insight, to mm-hmm. some diagnoses. Yeah. And that's why I touched on that where it's like that's mm-hmm. where a lot of my enjoyment came from is – uh, f- seeing things I recognized. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was a great movie otherwise, but just understanding the characters, where they're coming from. Yeah. And like we talked about Grandpa, you know, like he knew like different different <laughs> quirks he had and he still laughed along yeah. with it and he knew. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, it creates a dialogue, you know, it makes it so that it's not this like hush, hush, we can't talk about it. Let's just put people away so we just don't deal with them you know kind of like you think of rosemary kennedy not to get deep or anything but you think of rosemary kennedy and you know i feel sad for what happened to her where she was you know put a bit away by her family and then ended up having a lobotomy and ended up living the rest of her life in a in a home and not being visited by her family you know very often so not even in a home she was in like a mental hospital right but that's what I meant by home. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, me- mental hospital is the sterile version. I I meant like you don't have. Yeah, but I I meant like a, you know, like a group home. Yeah, kind of not. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the the right word, but I. She wasn't. She wasn't with her family. No. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any like comforts. It's so sad. Yeah. Hmm. No, I think I think that's good to talk about too with with this podcast is like things from the '90s that we do you know things are different now. A lot of it warranted so like a lot of things are offensive. A lot of things change for a reason. Um, things were just different back then, and you know it it, it shows. I, I I mean I really appreciate kind of where we're coming from, the things that we've seen and like our kind of our takes <laughs> on yeah. things. Um, I think that's, you know, something to appreciate with us. Well, and I wanted yeah. to talk about another movie and then I, I, like I text you guys and said, let's not because of what's going on today in, yeah in the, in our culture where we're, you know, trying to blame people that don't need to be blamed for problems. And it's like, I didn't want to mm-hmm. be insensitive to that with something that was talked about in the movie. You know, yeah. the movie wasn't about mm-hmm. that necessarily, but they'd like, touched on it and they kind of made fun of it in a way yeah i I mentioned it to chandler too i'm like 
we were going to talk about that movie. And she's like, I did not even think, I forgot all about that that <laughs> that was yeah. even a topic in there. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I I forgot all about it until I, I was, was made fun of. It was yeah heavily made fun yeah. of in that, in that film. Yeah, and it's like I'm glad that I well I I mean we're not there yet where we're at a point where it's something people accept. You know, unfortunately, but it's like I'm glad. I hope that we're moving in that direction where yeah. I'm uncomfortable talking about it, and you know, yeah, and. And putting someone in a position where they'd be uncomfortable too. Well, and also having this dialogue of acknowledging how it has changed openly instead of it just being something quiet that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. because times have changed and acknowledging the things that used to be a a quote unquote, okay are not anymore. Right. And so we're able to process that difference does that make sense as well as the world i feel like that's something that's not talked about is like connecting those two dots openly with people because we did go from a to b and we're still going obviously but it's just not discussed enough where we were where we are and where we need to end up Mm -hmm. yeah i i am curious though emily um you know are are there certain you know parts of media that you were, uh, you know, that you partake or, you know, you, you, you consumed when you were a kid that you would like your kids to consume or that you would, you know, shy away from your kids, you know, cause you got to think Finley's getting close to the age where you started watching these movies. <laughs> yeah. That's weird to think about. I know I've, and I've thought about that. I've thought about how, and with some things, it's kind of interesting because, like, I try to take those opportunities where something is being discussed. Okay, like, we watched the movie Hairspray. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I totally had forgotten about, like... The pe- segregation in it? Yeah, like, people of color. Like, not that I, like, dismissed it or anything. It was just, like, I forgot how much it was talked about and approached in that movie. And so we were watching it and I was able to use that situation to kind of, cause she's, she's only six. She doesn't know like the full history. She hasn't had all those lessons and everything, but you know, we were able to talk about how, you know, people of color, like there's no difference between us. It's not okay to treat people differently, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, luckily she, I think she kind of has a, an understanding of that. But so I, I'm hoping I can use those moments where when we watch something that's maybe not okay in today's culture, where we can use it as a learning experience and mm-hmm. say, you know, this isn't okay. It makes people feel bad and it's okay to change, you know, and this, yeah. it, cause I think that's kind of the problem we're facing in today's society is we, we don't want to admit that we were ever wrong in the past. We want to just, Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) it's okay to say you were wrong just because, I mean, saying sorry doesn't mean that you did anything wrong necessarily, but it's validating someone else's feelings that, you know, they were hurt. Yeah. That makes sense. So I don't know. So yeah, I've, I've thought about that. And I think that I'll try to use it as teaching moments in the future if, you know, depending on the situation. So. Yeah. I wonder if you did show Finley. What about Bob? 
<laughs> yeah. You know, well, what'd she think of it? Yeah, she probably she, hated it. <laughs> probably there's <laughs> something in it probably just a little too scary we we watched um well she's got a fire thing so i don't know if the house part would be um, good for oh. her but but um no we watched wally <laughs> and the whole movie she's like what are they doing what's happening <laughs> like the whole <laughs> and, like they're not even talking so... they're they're just oh, these my. robots rolling around and she's like what's happening what are they doing <laughs> um. So Man. we've got to eat. It's funny because that's how I look at Wally. We've got to ease into new movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's hard you when they're show not her, talking. Um, one of my favorite movies, and I'm like, I, I keep recommending it, but I don't know like when a good age is, just because it's just it's such a, a sweet, feel good movie. I mean, it still might be a few years, but um, not the first one, but Paddington Two. I highly recommend. It is one of the best feeling movies you will ever watch. <laughs> the queen so, loved it. It is so. The she's queen. in it. She's in it. The queen's yeah, in it. She loved it. She yeah. did this whole campaign with Paddington after it. Um. Yeah, I recommend it. It's really sweet. Or orange marmalade bread or a sandwich. I can't remember what he what he makes for everyone. I think we've seen part of it. I don't remember. Did you show us part of it, Nick, or did we just watch it? I might have. I might have turned it on. The first part's kind of, kind of <laughs> intense with the with the parents, <laughs> the bridge. <laughs> Is this where they're but. on like motorcycles or something? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Should we wrap this one up? <laughs> do you don't? Do you want to end on Paddington too? <laughs> <laughs> and that's my scene. PSA. We we should we should have this like I, I've seen this on the other podcasts and I really like it. But we should end the podcast on on recommendations. You have to like maybe yeah. something. You have to watch new that, new things and stuff. And <laughs> I'll tell you. Do you not watch new things? I'm going to tell you in eight days the new Blueies are going to be released. Okay. <laughs> watch out world but oh, blue is so good but by the time this episode gets released it will have already been out and i'll have watched yeah. them all <laughs> so catch up <laughs> yeah i mean we don't have to have recommendations but you know it might be something i mean if you haven't seen obviously tommy boy or what about bob they're very good shows to watch they well i mean like they they definitely sculpted a lot of our senses of humor Mm -hmm. i know i think about that a lot with all the media that we we've consumed i feel like i'm a mix mm -hmm. between kramer and well i guess everyone from seinfeld (laughs) the office is right my my recommendation is also a movie but it's not paddington 2 though you should watch that it's a puss in boots 2 oh is this the one that just came out that just came seriously watch it it is so freaking sweet i tried to get um, mom to go with us to the movie theater i wanted to take my girls and she was like oh and i was like do we have that feeling about this movie like she didn't want to go I, see it i have a streaming service that you can watch it on we have an orange tabby and uh there's parts in it where he kind of reminds me of indy uh the character puss in boots just because uh, Indy's kind of like a, an anxious little boy and uh, puts in boots. Um, the nine lives, last of his nine lives or something. I can't remember what the name of the movie is. Um, but he's down to his last life. Puss in boots. And it is 
it's an intense, sweet movie. Oh. See ya. Okay. That it? All right. So we got Bluey and Puss in Boots 2 and Paddington 2. Kitty, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't have to watch the first one of those. <laughs> uh, you do have to watch seasons one and two of Bluey. Oh. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Mine's not a family-friendly recommendation, but I just watched Bankers. Huh. That's a good movie. Bankers. Yeah, it takes place in 1956 in Los Angeles, and it's about desegregation of the neighborhoods. Oh, wow! Really good. Have you guys ever really? seen Eagle Boy? Uh. Uh-uh. You should watch that. I recommend that movie. Okay. Mean Peanut Butter Falcon. I, I don't. Yeah. Have post-its today all right all right go team well bye have a good week bye